BBC Six Music Podcasts. Six Music. This is a free download from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. And now, John Richardson. Greetings, pod pickers. Welcome to another podcast. Um, I hope you're well. That's good, isn't it, pod pickers? Yeah. Adam's not with us today. John's here. Adam come up with that last week. Isn't he a clever? He's a clever girl, isn't he? Um, We haven't had a letter complaining or anything, so that's ours. Copyrighted. Uh, Turn around dibs, no comebacks, count to a million and touch a tree or whatever. RDST forever. Welcome to the highlights of the show, which was on this morning. It was a good one. It was a corker. We enjoyed ourselves. We chatted about heroes. We did. Uh, not the not the chocolates. Or um, the TV show. Uh, people. No, I didn't, I didn't bother with that. It's Never seen an episode of it. Typically irritating. Watch 15 hours of telly and then have them not resolve anything and go, oh, watch series two. I'm not having it. No, conclusions. Them get stuffed. Um, Kerry Godleman was my guest. You may see her currently on Home Time. She was very funny. And uh, Fordy came in. Yeah. And he's still here. That's all right, isn't it? Can't get rid of you, can we? No. No. Seriously, though. He's tried. Um, pod jokes this week. Uh, I listened back to last week. I really mocked up. I listened back and I couldn't believe I headlined with what I headlined. I can't believe I you what did. I was playing at. But, um, you got a chance to redeem yourself this not week. Not a great week this week. Not a great week. Here are some of the also rants. Uh, what do you call a man who murders one man and steals from another? Go on. Robert Kilroy. Oh! It's quite good. Quite that good. is very good. That was the best of the also that is runs. Brilliant. Dominic Shearing from Wakefield. I just don't like. Do you know what my problem with that is? I don't like jokes where the setup inc- includes men's names. Do you know what I mean? Because if you say what to call a man who robs a man, you you're not doing anything with the Burt or the Roy. The whole idea is to include the name. And if you just what do you call a man who's got a man's name, Bill Pullman? It's rubbish, isn't it? So that's my issue with that one. Well, I don't uh, understand what your issue is with that. Sorry, well, you, you, you just... need to do a joke where there's no... P- the, the man's name or the woman's name shouldn't form part of the joke, is it? It should be like Sig Horny Weaver. Yeah. Could have just said, what do you call a woman who likes doing tapestries? Yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And then you've not done anything with the Sigourney, but the yeah. genius of it is he's taken Sigourney, he's changed it, he's taken Weaver, he's changed it. Yeah. There, he's taken Bert and Roy, and he's done nothing with it. Yeah, but <laughs> Bert and Roy isn't Robert Kilroy's name. No, but it's part of it, isn't it? I'm exactly. not saying it's, it's totally word, flawless. It I'm just saying that's my issue with it. I'm allowed to have issues. Ask well. my mum. How do you tell someone... This one came from Bill Clark. Uh, how do you tell someone that a small whirlpool has frozen? Go on. Eddie is hard. Eddie mm. is hard. No, not, not a fan. Not yeah. a fan. Uh, let's do one more also run from Yasser in Toronto, regular listener. How do you greet a man who's just emerged from a forest in Jamaica carrying a giant ackee fruit? <laughs> Go on. Hugh Jack, man. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. No, nope, don't like it. What is up with you? No, no, it's good. But it, a lot of them are just more like um, riddles rather than jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Fair like, enough. You, you, I concentrate so hard on trying to get the name, and I get it. It's just like... So here quiz. are your two challenges. These are the two... Like Rob Burke, Kilroy is brilliant. These are the two that have made it through um, that I'm going with. Uh, Shannon from Massachusetts. What do you call someone who believes in looking at people in the toilet but doesn't believe in the rules of the government? <laughs> That's that one. Um, and the other one we're going to reveal after the podcast, Paul Cox in Cornwall. What do you call a woman who gets a fresh batch of cows out of the freezer every day? What do you call a woman who gets a fresh batch of cows out of the freezer every day? Uh, we'll tell you after this week's highlights. See you in a bit. Six music. BBC Six Music. I'm in quite a good mood this morning, I'm not going to lie to you. Came in this morning, got myself some porridge, got myself a chai latte, sat down and thought, 
I'm going to stir the chai latte into the porridge. And I just did it. Spicy porridge. As far as I'm concerned, winter can last for a year if I keep dropping bombs like that on a Sunday morning. First of all, I've got to tell you what's not coming up between now and one o'clock. Well, with the BNP appearing on Question Time alongside the other parties this week, I will not be asking the BBC's political editor, John Pienaar, whether or not they should just be ignored. Uh, that's not coming up around half past ten. Uh, it's National No Beard Day today, and I'm pleased to reveal that we won't have Brian Blessed in the studio for a charity shave-a-thon. And uh, finally, we do not have a live session at twelve o'clock from imaginary made up Blackpool based band the Spatchcock Towers um, I'm now oh no I said I was never going to use this way again I'm now joined by my guest for today <laughs> I'm trying new things so um, uh, it's Kerry God oh, I'm just rubbish at coming no, it's up not with going other well, ones is it? No. why don't you just stick with the formula well I just you know when you listen to other sometimes I listen to other DJs you and I hear their verbal tics mm. and they're really noticeable and I think people must pick up on mine because you rarely pick up on your own do you So what's the problem with this one I just always say I'm now joined by my guest for today I just think it's boring like when I come off the record I'll always say um the same thing and I just think you should just vary it a bit I don't know how you could vary that though No I'd worry about other stuff I've written you. I've got you a present. Have you? Yeah, it's not a physical present so much. Right. As I've written you a theme tune. (laughs) (laughs) I thought of this in the week. Yeah, you can use this to introduce yourself at um, gigs and on radio or at Tesco's. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go. You should, uh, when you meet people, well, probably you can't use it, it's third person. But But I can slip it in at a character, can't I? Yeah, we'll just record it and play it in. Yes. This is your theme tune. Right. She's not a devil woman, she is a godly man. <laughs> yeah? Godly man. It's a Cliff Richard cover. Is that Cliff? <laughs> yes. That's fine. That's fine. Or you can change it and go, she's Carrie, godly man. But either I way, like it works. It. Either way, I'm flattered, John. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, good, it's isn't a it? song about me, and I'm not going to argue with that. I think get Cliff to remix it. He's out on the road at the moment, isn't he, yeah. with the shadows? Get him to remix it. I like it. Turn up to one of his gigs and go, uh, it's weird because I hadn't heard that record for years and then I went on holiday this summer and my friend had it on, on a compilation CD. I got quite into it. And did you so think of weird. that joke? No, I never saw it coming, John. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't have predicted. Well, you know, take it away, use it. Uh, Do you I know think what? that I might... could be the, the, you know. Well, it, there's no competition for any other theme tune, so it's at no. the moment the front runner. <laughs> I tried to think of one for Matt Ford and I just couldn't do it. There's the, got to be something. Um, the closest I got was, uh, I'm just a boy whose intentions are food. Matt Ford, <laughs> please don't let me be misunderstood. It's not as good, is it? It's not as good, but it's definitely okay. Okay. <laughs> You're never meeting, she's not a devil woman, she is a godly man. I, it works. I do like that. It works on loads devil, of levels. Devil, God. Woman, God, man, woman. Man. I mean, it's... So gender bending, <laughs> metaphysics... <laughs> It's all in there. Cliff Richard denies those allegations. He think he didn't know. Apparently, I've seen this in a rockumentary. But he apparently <laughs> did you see the first rockumentary? Yeah, because it's good. Making its sixth music debut. Yeah, I um he used to, he didn't know that that was about prostitutes. That song, right? It's about women of the night, is it? And he thought it was just about the devil and God and Jesus. Oh, and, poor old Cliff. And he didn't know. And apparently, the bloke who wrote it went, "No, honestly, I wrote it. That is what it's about." And Cliff and he was went, like, "No, no, no, it's about Jesus." I sang it. I should know. Yeah. Fair enough. So. Well, I'm backing Cliff on this one. <laughs> okay, well, it's sort of open to interpretation, isn't it? Yeah. I, my interpretation is that... Yours is better. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's listening and he has a little go at that time. I'd be surprised. I'd be yeah. really surprised if he was listening. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're easily surprised, though. You know what I mean, I gave you a cup of tea before. You're well surprised. I was shocked. Aren't you? Never seen the likes of it before. <laughs> That's true. Um, already shocked a lot of people who will be expecting you to speak with a Coventry accent. Oh yeah. Are we allowed to reveal that you're not from Coventry? Uh, I don't think it matters. I think people know how acting works these days. People pretend. I don't think they've seen it done that well before. Come on. I mean, you could have seen. Well, in the name of the father, everyone knows Daniel Day-Lewis isn't <laughs> Irish, Northern that's, Irish. It's not a great example. No, but I was thinking on my feet. And yeah. Um, no, I just mean that was, you know, you've made yourself look like a better actor than oh, Daniel Day-Lewis there, which is no you. bad thing. No, exactly. It's an Oscar winner. Home but, Time's very good, by the way. I'm glad you like it. Mm. Some people really like it. Yeah, it's good. Some people don't get it, but the people that really get it, get it. Well, yeah, I think I get it from my point of view as, you know, a writer and someone who aspires to do that kind of thing. Yeah, you can just well see the passion behind it and it's yeah. really well made. I think it's got some lovely lines mm. in it. It's beautiful writing. Mm. So and you get a lot of big g- gags in it, don't Emma you? Emma Fry kind is of very the, generous. You're the comedy foil. Well, she's just given all the best jokes to the mm. rest of the cast. Yeah. So it's, I love it. combine that with a kind of accent. Exactly. You can say anything, win, win. Can't you? Now, it's that time of the show when we uh, read out good deeds that people have done during the week uh, that they didn't get the credit for, and then we dedicate the show. So I'll read the deed. Right. You can tell me whether you think it's a really nice thing to do okay. or whether you think it's just... Should be part of life. Should be something that every human would do. Mark George, location not disclosed. Uh, hello, John. I'm a health and safety officer. <laughs> Yesterday, I've been to the scrapyard. <laughs> you got to, haven't you? You've got to. I'm not allowed to tell you where the scrapyard is, but I can tell you that when I got there, I found a group of kids who were taking it in turns to sit in a car positioned under the giant magnet, which is used to move the cars around. One of the kids would throw the switch that turned the magnet on, making the car shoot six feet up into the air before sticking to the magnet. The kids thought this was fantastic and Alton Towers might be interested in making a safe version of the ride, but on this occasion I had to intervene (laughs) and explain to the kids that they could have hurt themselves. When I asked if any of them had hurt themselves, two of them did complain that their jaws hurt. This type of complaint is typical of scrapyard owners who have a number of metal fillings in their teeth. The kids were so horrified by the prospect of having their fillings ripped out by a supermagnet that they ran away, probably never to return. Did I do a good deed or was I just doing my job? B. Just doing his job. Because he's doing his job. <laughs> what does he want? Fair enough. And, Mark, I'm sure you don't talk like that, but... Um... You gave up halfway through. If, he, if you can't sustain it for three minutes, <laughs> how's he going to sustain it through life? Well, I started to feel bad, and it was a longer email than I envisaged. I only dropped one sentence. The kids were so horrified. I think you should have seen it right through to the end. That they ran away never to return. <laughs> um, so that's not it definitely even... tainted my response, you doing that voice. <laughs> you didn't give it a fair read. And he's very secretive about geography. I know, he? he's not allowed to tell us where the scrapyard is in case people go and... Well, that would have been a good deed if he'd actually disclosed where the scrapyard was, thus preventing future children from yeah, mashing up their jaws. You're relying on 16-year-olds listening to this show to think that and not... Well, I ain't got any fillings, so I'm going to have a bang on that. Okay. Get lifted up six feet in the air in a car by a supermagnet. You do that, won't you? Um, Hometime Series 2, Episode (laughs) 1. Hello, John, says Pete in Bristol. Earlier this week, I had a look... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do it for everyone. Is this just a way for you to do accents? Just showcasing skills. Just showcasing (laughs) skills. Earlier this week, I had double chemistry, which is, as I'm sure you can imagine, I used to dread double chemistry. Did you? My most dreaded lesson. Double anything. I mean, my attention span... I was scared of my teacher. Oh, why? Mr. Porter. He was a fairly scary chap, um, and I used to dread it. I was quite a geek, you know, I was probably one of the people... You do surprise me, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have you know, once I didn't turn up to school. (laughs) You know. I mean, I was very ill. (laughs) Yeah. 
He used to do uh, random uh, pencil case checks. You had to have your name on your pen, pencil, ruler, rubber calculator. God, it sounds a bit hardcore. It was hardcore. Well, he was in charge of lost property and he was tired of wasting his time searching through people's unlabeled rubbers. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, earlier this week I had double chemistry, which I'm sure you can imagine requires a lot of thinking and notes. However, a girl in my class missed the lesson due to feeling ill. I had a free period with this girl straight after, so I decided to spend that time copying up my notes for her without her having asked me to do so. This may seem insignificant, however, as she has openly admitted to fancying me and I have no feelings for her, things are now slightly awkward between the two of us. Cheers, Pete in Bristol. Is that a good date? <clears throat> I think it's a nice thing to do. Freaky deed. It's a freaky deed. It's a separate feature. Freaky deed comes after. Because if you know someone fancies you and then you do a thing like that to thus lead them on a bit more, you're like, right, I want a groupie. You think Pete likes the attention? Yep. Yeah. Not Not a good deed. No No altruism at all. No one even through yet. Um, All right then, we'll do another one. I'm pretty hard, aren't I? Cracking through this week, aren't we? Here we go. Simon Wisbeen, Stoke Newington. Right. Could be the first person through. Okay. I took my girlfriend out to lunch yesterday at an award-winning French restaurant. Yeah. That's not it, though. Oh. Oh, but you're putting that through anyway. Oh, yeah. For a, for, it's a nice thing. That's, that's not as nice as do, Doing copying some- up someone's notes when they've been ill, surely. And you're just, I mean, surely, I mean, you know what Simon's girlfriend's like. She's been, when are we going to dinner? When are we going to You don't know that you're projecting that. I'm projecting that, yeah. yeah. We were halfway through the main course when the waiter brought some pureed carrot to the table that he'd forgotten to bring out when he served the meal. Uh, The dish was clearly straight from the oven, but that didn't stop my girlfriend saying, mmm, yummy, (laughs) spooning the pureed carrot straight into her mouth. (laughs) The orange lava, as she later described it, was so hot that she... (laughs) She literally fell out of her chair. <laughs> <laughs> scrambling around for a drink, which was eventually borrowed from the table to our left. After apologising to our fellow diners and offering to buy them a fresh round of drinks, <laughs> she said, Oh, that's put me right off. <laughs> She's... Ah, the excitement wasn't over. My girlfriend insisted that she was so badly burnt. <laughs> she... <laughs> Uh, she, pon- she pondered the possibility that a blister could develop <laughs> the, the, micro- the micro to be so big that it could choke her as she slept in her bed. So after a couple of arguments and some laughter at her fast-developing lisp, I agreed to take her to A&E, where we sat in line for four hours. When we were finally seen by the doctor, he said, this isn't really an emergency, is it? <laughs> and prescribed her an ice cube, which a nurse brought to us on a plate before popping it into my girlfriend's mouth, patting her on the head and saying, you silly girl. All the... Oh, dear. Simon Wisby, State Newington. State Newington. Where's the... Can't read today. <laughs> that's brilliant. I think the deed is taking his girlfriend to... To his... A&E? Yeah, that's Hang on. finished. That's, that's, just... <laughs> that's really ridiculous. I can't shake the image of someone putting a spoonful of food in their that's... mouth and jumping <laughs> off their chair. I'm going to have to have a time out. I've recovered now. I can stop laughing. Um, the that woman poor who... woman. <laughs> don't, don't. That poor woman. She's fine now. <laughs> How do you... You don't know. She fell off her chair and he took her to A&E. Is that a good deed? Well, she did more than fall off. She scalded her mouth. <laughs> she screamed. And now, by now, that yeah. blister will have burst a bit and oh, a scab on it. Oh. So it'll be worse now. That'll teach her to be a greedy guts, won't it? She should have just let the puree carrot settle on the table. Is that what you'd minute? do, John, if you were sat with someone and they scalded the mouth? Would you go, well, that'll teach you. <laughs>
<laughs> I'd probably wait a bit. I'd save it. I would That's say it at single. some point. <laughs> I would say it at some point. But, you know, I've learned. You go, right, what have we learned from this? Well, that's probably the. Well, yeah, probably. Would, Let's yeah. go back over the afternoon. Mm. What have we learned? When was the turning point? You <laughs> yeah. think was you it when? Do anything different. You shoveled the food into your fat face. <laughs> <laughs> the food I'm paying for. Um, pureed carrot is a funny thing. Anyway, that's baby food. It is baby food. I've never come across pureed carrot. Baby food, grate a bit of nutmeg on top. Adult food. That's oh, is it? Oh, so you have come across it. In a um, restaurant, like out and about. In a restaurant, yeah. You, like, they, they do that horrible thing where they squirt a bit of it under the meat, don't they? It looks I've come across rank. it in a potato format and maybe a spinach, but not a carrot, because that is baby food. Pureed spinach? Yeah, I've come across that. Really? Mm. Oh, I had a lovely spicy chicken noodle soup this week. Did you, did you mm. make it? Mm. It was well exceptional. Done. Absolutely. I roasted the chicken and everything. Wow. Roasted the chicken, so I had the, the chicken had lots of flavour in it, and then reinserted that into the... made my own chicken stock. Everything. Did you make up the recipe or you followed a recipe? Oh, I just made up my own recipe. Bang a few chilies in there, a bit of lemongrass, see what I like happens. Style, I like Stuffed style. it straight in my face. Too hot, jumped out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what that scab was. <laughs> yeah. It's the best time to say to a girlfriend, isn't it, what have you done wrong? Because she can't argue back. She's going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> Later on, you're going to get a mouthful. Anyway, is that going through? Because nothing's through yet. I'm not that impressed. No? I mean, if someone's really hurt themselves and they're your partner and you don't take them to A&E, yeah. that's really Fair enough. alarming. It, it, and the is, others are just homework. It is possible to have a rollover. We've had that before when no really? one's won, so I don't feel bad. Is that it? Is that all of them? No, no, we've got more. We've got more. Um, hi, John. I'm Tom Ford from London. My dad is called Matt Ford and has a poster from a stand-up show that Matt Ford did in his office. Um, this morning I set off cycling to work. Ah, this one isn't a good deed, but um, I'll finish it because I've started. Set off cycling to work listening to the podcast of last week's show. If I listen to music while riding my bike, it's too dangerous, but a podcast is acceptable because I can hear traffic over the cycling word. Little health and safety thing there for Mark. <laughs> Don't listen to music! Anyway, you just started reading out the good deeds when a young boy ran out in front of me crossing the road to catch a bus. As he did, two pieces of folded paper fell out of his pocket. I thought, boom, this is my chance to get on the good deeds section. I could stop putting myself in a minimal amount of danger, shout the boy and return what are no doubt important documents. Um, as I started to break, I realised I couldn't be bothered. And that's where the email ends. <clears throat> there are lots of opportunities in life to get on a good deed. Yeah. I mean, he could go out and actively find some good deeds to do. He doesn't have to wait till life throws up. Yeah, and then not do them. And then not do them. Uh, Matt from St Hugh's College in Oxford. Should I read this in a St Hugh's? I can't really, can I? Do John. Where's St Hugh's? <laughs> oh, I see you're going to do an Oxford. <laughs> Um, I'd like to nominate a very nice but anonymous person for the good deed that they did for me this week. This one grinds my gears, to quote Peter Griffin a bit. I left my washing in the machine in the laundry room at college and totally forgot about it. <sighs> Unacceptable. Who cares, Oxford boy? <laughs> <laughs> Going to read a book, were you? Yeah? Going to study and set yourself on a, on a fast track to success. Um, when I went back the next day, not only had someone taken my washing out, but they tumble-dried it for me. Thanks to whoever at St Hugh's College Oxford did that for me. Uh, that's from Matt. So that that's a nice. nomination for an anonymous person, but I can't stand people who forget their washing. Really? Is that oh, a particular thing? What else are you doing? How do you forget your washing? That's a day's thing. Oh, what am I doing today? I'm doing my laundry. You don't just put it in and then forget about it for 20 Oh, no, I, I Where could. Where are all of my clothes? Oh, they're downstairs. <laughs> yeah, but the... you don't wait till you've got no clothes left and then what? He's a student. Of course, he's only got two tops. He's got a hoodie and a vest. He's an Oxford student, so he's probably got he's more got, than two hoodies. He's got no socks because he just wears flip-flops all the time. Yeah, I just wear flip-flops for lectures <laughs> and everything because I'm totally crazy. 
Oh, Adam wears flip flops. <laughs> Ease off. You've most, been warned. The most threatening thing anyone's ever said in flip flops. You'll get a hit with a flip flop around the head. Chill out, dude. Um, so you know, I think it is a good deed to do someone's tumble drying. I wonder why they did it. Well, I want to know more. Okay. <laughs> you have a insensible. Well, it's the beginning of a story, isn't it? It is. Could be the beginning of a romance. Could be. A I like. Lady. Why did that person do that? He's obviously gone to use the machine. Yeah. They've had to take the laundry out. Felt and bad. Looked at the clothes and thought, "This guy looks pretty trendy. I like that t-shirt. Yes. I like those." He might like a shorts. woman who does his washing for him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, possibly. Could be a sexist thing. So oh, I want to know more. <laughs> anyway, that one's going to have to go through. We're going to have to rattle through these now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm putting that one through. I like that. Uh, and a final one. It's more interesting, anyway. Uh, I'd like to nominate my dad for Good Deed of the Week, because last Sunday we went to the Duxford October Air Show. You were there, weren't you? I've never heard of it. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, he writes the copy for the programme, so we got four comp tickets for my mum, dad, brother and I. My brother had coursework to do, and my mum didn't go for an unknown reason. Couldn't be bothered. Um, <laughs> while we were lining up to get in, we saw a bearded man and his son who must have been seven at the most. My dad proceeded to give them the two tickets and told me to run out of the car and give the tickets to the people. They parked behind us and the father shook my dad by the hand and thanked him for his generosity. I then worked out it would have cost at least £25 for them to get in. Please vote him in because he's turning 56 on the 23rd. Yeah, that's proper. That's a proper good deed. All right, then. Six music. What's happened, right, because you've been so cynical... Right. And so grumpy about, about the good deeds is that people can sort of sniff a last-minute winner. People have been listening thinking, if I send one in now, I reckon I could sneak this. Well, that, that's we've good. a flurry of late entries. Good. Um, so here we go. At the moment, we've got a dad giving away two tickets to an air show yeah, I like against that one. someone doing someone's washing. Um, last-minute entry from uh, Rupert from Richmond in North Yorkshire. I'm currently volunteering teaching English to Chinese primary school students. Um, however, I was recently in a hostel in Xi'an, X-I-A-N. I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced, isn't it? Jean? I'll go with that. No one's going to question me, I should have just said it with confidence. Um, <laughs> where there was a resident guitar uh, with many dead and missing strings. I took the effort to find a music shop in China. Then he says, Brack, it's not easy at all having to mind playing the d- guitar. That is quite easy, isn't it? That's I've just done it. Air then. guitar is quite yeah. a well-known thing. Yeah. Um, uh, after finally purchasing a set of strings, I took it upon myself to restring the guitar, even though I was leaving the same day and I wouldn't have a chance to play it myself. I did it for the pleasure it would bring travelling folk who visited this hostel in the middle of China. Rupert and Richmond. That's nice. That is nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Through? Definitely. Compared to everything else so far. I think my girlfriend's flatmate, Alex, should get the good deed of the week. Last week she found an expensive camera out on the town in Birmingham. Uh, He's paid for 60 posters to be printed with photographs from the camera on it and a telephone number. We've also spent hours trawling through the photographs, listening out for names and searching out for them on Facebook. When I'm sending this email, we still haven't found anyone, but there are thousands of photographs on the camera, some of a long holiday and one of Noel Edmonds on the phone. Say what? I'm confident that we're going to find the girl and give the camera back to her. This email just gives me hope in the search, Luke Jones. That's amazing. That's like a kind of quest. They've gone quest mad. Mm. We had a winner once. One of, one of the winners of Good Deed was someone who found a camera at Disneyland, went through the photos to identify the family from the photos and looked all around the park to find them and then said, found your camera. I don't know. They're kind of turning it into a game, aren't they? Yeah. It's like a, mm. a puzzle that has to be solved. Yeah. It's so it's not that. even about the recipient anymore. It's about solving the puzzle. It'd <laughs> be bad if it was a stalker's camera and you went up to the family yeah. and go, I've got your camera, there's loads of pictures of you on it. That's not our camera. <laughs> That's the start of a film, isn't it? Um, it does let's sound do like a film. film. Let's do a film. Let's do it. You let's can do act. a pitch. 
Get Emma to write it to the BBC or something, and they'll go, oh, we'll have that. I'll say to Emma, just write it. Yeah, just write it. Because that's what you do to write it. There's the nugget, isn't it? There's the nugget of the idea. Someone finds a camera, and it's a stalker's camera, and then I do a funny voice. Boom. End of. Credits. Roll credits. (laughs) I think the bloke in China. Really? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, International The gift of music. It's international. Yeah. And he's from Richmond in North Music is a language... We all understand. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Stevie that come Wonder. from? <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Right, yeah. Just Music wondering. is a... What is the quote? Someone could tell me what that quote is. <laughs> <laughs> quite narky now. Music is a world with its language that we all... It's in Sajuke. It's a really nice quote about music. It reminded me of that. Right, so... <laughs> Uh, Rupert wins for kind of reminding you of sort of a quote that you can't quite yeah, remember. Yeah, it's just like, the gesture is music, the gift. And on a music radio station, I think I've done a nice little link. Yes, you have. Bingo. Um, an email came in during the week. Um, no, it didn't. It came in this morning. Uh, at exactly 10 to 11, if you're interested. You know, the so BBC. you were too vague. And should be upfront really about these things, shouldn't we, the BBC? I should just say, look... In case anyone's worried, it came in on the 18th of October at 10.50. We have the information. From Tal, who I think is the Tal that sent me a very nice gift the other week, a T-shirt with the cat in a wheelie bin on it that he'd had made. So thanks very much for that. That was nice. Um, hello, John. I'm starting... That's a reference to something that was on the show ages ago, by the way. You didn't right. just think... John's probably into cats in wheelie bins. He's a bit of a weirdo. Safe Wh- assumption. Was an old, old, <laughs> old thing. Um, John, I'm starting communications and film studies tomorrow. Okay. Um, similar to what you did, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I did film studies A-level. Yes. And watched Labyrinth for the first time about a oh, month ago. As you kept talking about it. Full stop. It really is a brilliant film. It's not. Whoa. It's not. John, I was oh, really shocked. Oh, no. When, after, we, after I last came on and I thought, right, I'm going to watch it. The next it. track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we need to talk this through. <sighs> right. Do we, though? Yes. Because you're wrong. That's the difficult no, thing. There's a lot of people listening to this. subjective opinion and I'm offering up an alternative, okay? You're offering up a wrong opinion. Listen, it's really weird. It's really weird. It's I mean, not. I know it's meant to be sort of fantasy and stuff, but yeah. it's... It's really strange. We're looking for a hard-hitting documentary about no, goblins. No, no, no. I don't mind a goblin. I don't mind a bit of goblin action, and I don't mind puppet. I don't mind puppet action. I don't mind any of that. For a start, I like David Bowie. Now I'm a bit upset about David Bowie. It really put me off, David Bowie. Oh, the baby upstages David Bowie. No, he doesn't. Nothing. The baby acts everyone off the screen. Nothing. Tra la la. He's incredible oh, in that Oh, he's film. not. John, it's really upset me. You and know I very watched the well special features. Did you? Well. Talk about meeting your heroes. I know it wasn't real life. I didn't actually meet him. But he he was really earnest and serious about it, as if he was in some quite highbrow. And it was like, it's a puppet film, No, David. it's not. It's about, it's about growing up. It's about... There's better films about that. It's about... Ferris Bueller's Day Off is oh, about growing Ferris up. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is rubbish. It's You're looking not. for a rubbish film. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one I of the most what, and it's... overrated films in film history. No, I like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, anyway, I was just thinking about growing school. up. Yeah. Right, so other films about growing up. There's loads of them that are better Look than Labyrinth. Talking. Yeah, Big. <laughs> Big's good. <laughs> yeah, but Big's not also about only realising what you've got when it's gone. Um, which There's Labyrinth lots of films is. that are all about not realising what you've Labyrinth got. is also about uh, friendship 
Um, so these are it's broad about themes. I Labyrinth. can think of other films that involve these themes. Labyrinth is about foxes riding dogs. <laughs> which is a, See, I knew that madness was close. <laughs> you name a film that better tackles the thorny issue of small foxes riding on dogs. I can't think no, of another well, one. But there's there's one like Never Ending Story where they ride dragons and there's puppets oh, involved. Yeah. yeah. There's other films that are better than Labyrinth. <sighs> See, that, that is the statement those... that pretty much sums up how wrong you are. There I just are think no we films. have different taste in films. I think we're going to have to accept that. I don't think you have taste in films. Uh, what did you I get really... in A-level film studies? A B. Yeah, well, do you know you could have got an A? What, by swinging <laughs> Labyrinth? <laughs> just pop a reference in at the end. P.S. at the end of your essay. Can you remember Labyrinth what your essays were? Yeah. Describe blah, blah, blah. No, I remember the subjects, and we didn't do kids' films for a start. <clears throat> what, what what essays did you do? You did things on, like, Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Again, um, Labyrinth is a tribute to... It's not. Vertigo. It's, it's actually not. Um, <laughs> and you know, the little giggle in the response there gave you away. <laughs> I can't believe you don't. I think you have to see it when you're young. And well, then, how am I going to do anything about that? Well, invent a time machine, well, this, Kerry. You're clearly Lazy. overly influenced by fantasy films. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to hate a film you like. Okay. <laughs> well. What's your favourite film? I like films. I like some like it hot, but everyone says that. That's like every, that's like always voted oh, the best film. I couldn't get film. through that. Tootsie, I love Tootsie. I like, this is a thing. Any films you like without cross-dressing men in it? Oh, God, that's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I like Tootsie because I, I, do, I do acting and I like films about <laughs> acting. And I like it when a film is about a job. Right. Like you could be into like... Pretty Woman. Like, yes, if you're a prostitute, you might like Pretty Woman. Right. If you're a welder, you might like Flashdance. <laughs> yeah. you, you're a radio DJ, you might like Good Morning Vietnam. To find a job that has a film and then that speaks to you about your job. Do you not know I'm a Goblin King? <laughs> I only That's do comedy why you like Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, that is a shock. Um, I'm sorry, I wanted to like it. Do you know what? I wanted to like it. When you go to something wanting to like it and it still lets you down (laughs) and you'll go more than halfway to meet it and it still lets you down, you've got to accept it, haven't you? No. (laughs) Keep watching it. Just keep watching it. So watch it again. Until it's ingrained. I'll watch it again. It's like, what is that syndrome where you fall in love with your captor? Stockholm syndrome. It's like yeah. that. You can get that with films. Just keep Should watching I just it. Stick until with we, it. You love it because you hate it. All right. <laughs> Watch it every day this week. Okay. That's I've your got homework. things to do, John. <laughs> well, cancel them. Um, we're going to play. Feed my child. I <laughs> probably don't cancel that. <laughs> just leave some nibbles out. Just put a buffet out. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy's watching Labyrinth. Yeah. Back off. Get the kid on it. The kid won't want to eat if it's watching Labyrinth. Well, she's its target demographic and yeah. she's two. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't see the lock on your face, you know, at home, but it was pretty vicious, that look. <laughs> Do you agree with love as a yeah, concept? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah? It's nice, is it? It's nice, isn't it, love, isn't it? No, not really. So it's chocolate. But chocolate will never shout You can love chocolate. You. Chocolate will never let you down. It can let you down. No. How can chocolate let you down? <clears throat> well, you can keep it for too long and then it goes all dry and weird, doesn't it? You're talking about relationships there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've angered a lot of people. Matt in Fetchum. Um, <clears throat> she's wrong. Chuck her out. Amazing movie. Oh, what a great debate. There we go. Matt. Um, <laughs> someone says, um, I would rather watch a bit of Goblin action any day. Than what? Um, just anything, I think. I think that's a rude joke. Um, I like oh. it. David Bowie looked sexy. Oh, yes. 
You got a goal Are for those. Are these the people you're going to put on your team for like <laughs> argument? <laughs> it's practically monosyllabics. David Bowie. You... Like it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and you did that in a northern accent for what reason? <laughs> to imply. I missed the north. There was a guy who phoned in um, something last night. Oh, he was on this morning talking about Blackburn Burnley. Oh, I love that accent. He just had such a good. I love just that. Just laughed accent. at all his own jokes. Just, hey, tell me why he's going to be disappointed because we're going to own 3 0. Everything he said, he laughed at, and it was so warming to hear. That's lovely. It's ridiculous. I've got to only live back ground, but I've got to get an official bus, so I have to get a train to get a bus to get a bus back, otherwise I won't get my ticket. <laughs> oh, oh, that's lovely. Wonderful like that people. Yeah, good people. We're going to move on to accents in a minute. Oh, good. Requesting. John Richardson. Six music. I quote Suzanne in Bristol. I too know loads about film. I have a degree in it and everything. David Bowie and everything is great. Fact. Ferris Bueller absolute tosh uh, it's overrated obvious 80s rubbish there's no meaning it's too lame to even consider a subtext so there my grown up 34 year old argument boom Kerry Godleman boom Matt Ford doesn't even matter if, it's a good film that's all that matters Wrong. it doesn't need subtext me and Suzanne disagree you can argue with Suzanne it's in funny. Bristol she like, doesn't think so. She thinks what. it's rubbish. Well, Suzanne can keep her silly opinions to herself. <laughs> she needs to lighten up and watch. But at least film. Suzanne's got a proper kind of way of articulating an argument, rather than it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got a degree, so I'll take her opinion a bit more important. You know, I've got a higher education no, I mean a certificate. Film. I'm sure you have lovely certificates, but <laughs> <laughs> she's got a degree in film. Got a twenty meter. Uh, Freestyle certificate. Oh, I've got that. Cycling proficiency. Got cycling proficiency. Um, I never did cycling proficiency. You just went straight in at the top. It was easy. <laughs> I didn't prat around with kids' stuff. I just got on a bike and started riding. Shouldn't be allowed on the no road. Qualifications. Isn't it illegal? Yeah. No, it can't be. I think it is, mate. I think you well, Did you do it at school or did you, you have to do it off your own steam? No, I did it at school. Yeah, we did it. At I school. was the best at it, the woman said. Really? I can't remember did she I made like it. Like You're the best at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't mean it, John. <laughs> right, an email's come in, you two. So why don't you just shut up for five minutes? Let me read an email. <coughs> Choking on your biscuit. <laughs> Ed says, Hello, John and Fordy, but Hello. he didn't know you were going to be here. Right, so he I'm cut keeping me out. you back. So I've been ostracised. Well, no, it came in on the 17th, see? It came in yesterday. Oh, okay, I'll let it slide. At 6.42 pm, I'm legally obliged to say that. Um, I'm supposed to be learning a Nottingham accent for a character I'm playing in a short assessed scene from a D.H. Lawrence play. Okay. Is Fordy's accent a typical Nottingham accent? And could he please do me a massive favour and give me a dialect lesson? But we've got a live actor in the studio. But that's not better than an actual person from Nottingham. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, are you from Nottingham? I'm from Nottingham. Yeah. Well, I'm, you see, I can't make that. I've got a sort of, I've got, a, I've got what I would call a conditioned Nottingham accent. Yeah, you've picked it. up a bit of London. No, I haven't at all. That's yes, rubbish. Don't you Nottingham. dare say that because that's not true. I used to live in Nottingham, but I'm all right now. Right. I was down a car boot, wasn't I? I was down Snenton. I think I've got. I think I sound Nottingham in the middle of words, but not at the end because my mum. Um, Told me like names at school, Kerry and Keeley, right? That's speaking with a Nottingham accent, but not like Kerry, Keeley. Do you know what I mean? That sort of thing, right? So um, I don't have a necessarily typical one, right? I didn't know you even were from Nottingham. <gasps> well, I am. Yeah, I didn't. Well, that's what I mean. But your accent didn't 
No, it's that. not It's not as strong as like, some of them ones that talk like that, mate. You're right, mate. How you doing? Went down to Stanton Market this morning, then running up Carlton Hill. That <laughs> accent, Nottingham, because after doing Home Time and Coventry and then Derby, all that sort of area, they're really subtle accents. Derby is, Derby's very similar to Nottingham. Coventry's really subtle. It was quite, like... Yeah, it's tricky. weird, Coventry. Yeah, really yeah, I, weird. You, I can never spot a Coventry accent. Is that why you, you just did, Brumming? like, a Scottish one? Well, we, um. well fair, I mean, it was... It was I, didn't, I don't good. think I actually got the Coventry accent right, but it's quite a sort of odd accent, because it's got a bit of West Country action going on in it. Yeah. It has. Yeah, there's, has little, yeah. a, there's little sounds of West there's Country like a little in little lil in there. People think it's Brummy, but it's not, yeah. and they get really funny about that. Well, we're doing the shops tonight. It's, Is that fine? <laughs> I just do the two back to back. I can see that... The, Confusion in your head about the worlds of those accents colliding. Um, it was funny last weekend when your friend Borley said he didn't think he had a Nottingham accent. <laughs> oh, no, he's got the broadest <laughs> Nottingham accent really? I've ever heard. I do think I've got a Nottingham accent on a four day. <laughs> yeah. I don't reckon I've got one, do you, Ford? Yes, Borley. You sound yeah. more Nottingham than anyone else I know. Anyway, he says that the middle of sounds might be good. Can you do a Nottingham accent then? No, I don't think I can. Was that it? No, that just was just me answering you in my own accent. <laughs> he said, um, ideally yeah. I'd want him to say a sentence with all the short vowel sounds. If you want an example, bad bed is not good, is one I just came up with. Right, in a Nottingham thing? Yeah. Bad bed is not good. It's not the ideal. Like, with, with the Nottingham accent, like you need to imagine Shane Meadows yeah. talking like that. It's not ideal. You sort of wrap your mouth around him. And like then, that. Uh, like that. Also, the long vowel sounds with a sentence like, Dark dares need more food. Dark dares need more food. <laughs> 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 I think I did, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't an M before the need, but wasn't he did it anyway. Sorry, He'd be helping me out if he could say the two reasonably slowly and clearly so I can work it out a bit. Thank I you, that helps. Do you know what my favourite accent is? Mm-hmm. Hull. Hull? Hull's a great oh, accent. Hull. It's a brilliant accent. Oh, I used to live it? with a girl from Hull, yeah. and they do all, it's her, no, it's all that sort of, oh, yeah, it's, it's fair. <laughs> and she left a note, we lived in this house share, and she left a post-it note on a plug socket, and it said, oh, no, socket blurn, no touch. <laughs> 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 it was just brilliant, and it works in her accent. Uh, that's, that's like Rochdale, though, it sounds to oh, me. Oh, is it? it? I don't know. It's just like, like it's real, because my family are from Gaul, which is near Hull. It's just really flat. No, that's Weird. not it, is it? Can't do it now. No, Alma's uh, from Hull. No. Uh, British Hermsters. <laughs> British Hermsters. It's a great accent. We're just mocking people from Hull now. I'm, not, I'm celebrating them, not mocking them. There's <laughs> yeah. a difference. They're going to email in now. Don't take Mick. It's an affectionate Mickey. Don't make me come down there. <laughs> they won't come down there. They hate it down there. <laughs> um, let's play your walk on music and then discuss your upcoming projects. Because home time is the last one next week, ne- is it? Yeah. Brilliant. Um, not brilliant, it's ending. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, you're at the Soho Theatre soon, aren't you? I am, yes, on Friday and Saturday. This week? This week. Excited? I am excited, yeah. Get some proper cockneys there, won't you? Yeah, Same I hope so. Them. I hope I get a pearly king and queen in. <laughs> Dan Soho. Yeah, coming down the land before. Doing your show from Edinburgh? Yes. Yeah? Called This Is Not What I Was Expecting, yes. Good. So and, um, chatting for an hour. Obviously, we've got our film coming out when Emma writes it. Oh, yeah, that's going to be in the pipes. I can't remember what it was about now. (laughs) (laughs) What was that film about? It was about if you find a camera and then you investigate who the camera is owned by, by the photographs. Don't you think that... It reminds me a bit of Momentum, but I don't know why. Memento. Yeah. Momentum's a different film. (laughs) Just a man running steadily faster and then he hits a wall. So it is a film? Memento. No, Momentum isn't. No, that's a joke. I see. I like Maybe the way that's you have what to we'll call our jokes. It's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it. We'll call it momentum. Our film. Okay, but and momentum. then we'll get a few people buying it by mistake. 
As long as we put no refunds on the DVD case. Yeah, make sure that's clear. The film's about this guy who finds a camera, yeah. right? And he Stole. takes, he looks at all the pictures and sees the family on it and finds them and says, oh, I found your camera. Oh. And they go, that's not our camera. And they find out they've got a stalker. Oh, that's nice. That's definitely got legs, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, and then it would turn out to be one of them, would it? Um, well, the family. Let's get him on board because he can put twists in. Yeah, all right. Twist so it's the man who actually gives them the camera. Is... Maybe, or it'd be someone in it. It'd be maybe a member of the family. Turns out to be a bloody weirdo. Oh, I like stalking their own family. I think we're being stalked. Did you stalked. want to go down that road? Because yeah. I was hoping we'd go. It's the best way to stalk me. You get to, <laughs> I wanted to you go. Get total access. You want to stalk someone in your own family? You, you're there. Yeah. Get access to their bedrooms. That's one lazy stalker, Matt. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm stalking my mum. I've been doing it since birth. I'm committed. <laughs> in the kitchen. Um, we should leave you with another film to watch as homework. Yes, I sent me some before. homework, and I'll. Um, I can't Smash think of up. what amazing films you might not have seen. I thought you said you, about The Rock. You said to me... Have you like, not seen The Rock? No. Oh, Rock! Well. Next. What? You, oh, you look really upset now. It does look genuinely hurt. That was, that was really good. John looks really hurt. <laughs> the Rock is a classic. Can I watch that and give you some feedback? Please do. Right. Tomato doesn't have logic. A tomato can't move. <laughs> Still to come on the show today, we'll catch up with Al Pitcher and find out. You see, that's how it should have sounded. And we'll find out if you managed to interview anyone. Yeah. And we'll get the final results of 4D's eight week marathon to try and join a gym. Let's hear, in case you've missed, the last 12 years (laughs) of Six Music. I've almost joined a gym. I've walked in. I've chatted to Rory. He's going to set us up on a deal. Psychologically, I'm fitter than I was last year. I'm, I'm going to join, What's probably the in the next two weeks. Yeah, I'm joining, uh, joining a gym, I'm going to do that in the next fortnight. If I go down with other people, I'll get a discount. Joining the gym this week. What day? Um, somewhere between Monday and Friday. You little... Get! Alright, five weeks in. Tell me uh, it happened this week, friend. It, no, but it is definitely... <laughs> no, the thing is, people aren't... You know what, this actually isn't a joke, so I'm getting frustrated with it. Right. Because I've got a text. Not so frustrated enough just to go and join the gym. No, because, honestly, I'd said this the other week. If I go with other people, I'm going to get a discount. <laughs> and this is a 12-month sign. Do these other people exist? Yes. They Are they like your imaginary mate, Tim, from China? Like, I can't go to the gym until Tim from hey, China gets no, back. No, you listen here, right? You've never met him, but he's a decent bloke, <laughs> Tim from China. I've never met him because he's not real. Um, right, Tim, if you're listening, can you just drop us a text, mate? Because uh, I need to prove you exist. Yeah, Tim, I'll pay for your flights. I'm this joining this ballooning. week. I swear to God I'm joining. We John and Fordy, I wanted to send you a quick note to say how much I laughed and laughed after listening to Matt's Gordon Brown interview recently. Do you think this could make a great weekly feature? Well... You were given carte blanche to go and interview anybody you liked this week. I Did was. you get anyone? I, I didn't just get one, John. I got four or five. Wow. I managed you to... You're really delivering on this, Matt, I have to say. You know what? I'm you're putting getting some, these links. I'm putting some... Well, I'm well connected, aren't I? How are you through getting to hard these work. people? Not through my parents or anything like that. I'm connected through grit and effort. I, um... Well, I, I, I decided to gather the great and good of English football. Oh, really? Yeah, we've done political leaders. England were playing this week. The end of the um, qualifying stage, and you just went and got in there, did you? Yeah, just went down and uh, had a chat to them. OK, England have just beaten Belarus. I'm joined now, uh, pitch side, by David Beckham, John Terry, 
David James, Steve Bruce and Harry Redknapp. Gentlemen, I have to ask you the story everyone is talking about, the mystery flasher in the England camp. Now, a figure has been seen lurking around Wembley and around football grounds uh, across the country. People are saying it's someone in the England camp. Does anyone here want to own up? David James. I've been guilty in the past. So was it you this time? No. Well, who then? Harry Redknapp, there are fingers being pointed at you. Oh, what have I done? Have I done something wrong? What have I done wrong? Look, some in the England squad are saying you've been up to no good. I don't know what I'm supposed to have done wrong, you know, so I'm not bothered in the slightest. Well, there's a lot of noise being made that you're the mystery flasher. If people want to shout and holler, they all got, they need treatment. Well, I agree. David James, do you like the turn of this? I wouldn't uh, condone it as a, as a practice that we need to see. Right, fellas, get Harry. I'm going to call the cops. I don't want anyone near me. Harry's flipping out, everyone. Give him some space. Harry, breathe deeply. What's up? I had a nightmare. OK. It's good to talk about these things. John Terry, you're the captain here. Are any of your men going to admit to this? No, he wasn't one of them. But if you had to guess... Greeny, but, you know... Do you mind if I... Harry, keep out of this now. You've done enough damage. Steve Bruce, you look like you've got something to say. If you finally got to the bottom of this, who was it? Bex. David, is this true? How often do you do it? In every game. Well, thanks for helping us solve the crime, Steve. Can I get you a drink? Bex. <laughs> um, yeah, I really did interview him. I... <sighs> I, I, I'm not, I don't what? want to question you, because we're friends and I trust you, and uh, if you tell me that this is real, then I believe you. And you just heard the proof. Some of those sounded like clips. No, what it is, because at Wembley, I don't know if you've been there, well, you have, the acoustics. Yeah. Right. Uh, so when you're talking to three or four different people in front of you, the, the sound uh, moves in different so ways. So if someone's on your left, it sounds like they're talking from YouTube. <laughs> no, no. I understand, because the, the equipment we had as well, um, the, the wire mm. was... Um, <clears throat> Broken. Yeah, the, the jump lead had a back valve on it. Hey, if you tell me it's real, it's real. Yeah. Is it real? Yeah, you can tell, mate. You heard the... I was there, pitch side, you can hear the whistle and everything in the background. Mm. What was the match? England-Belarus. What was the score? Uh, England won, 3-0. Oh. <laughs> Flawless. I'm joined now. We go live. Can you smell Huddersfield? I can smell summer. <laughs> Might be Al. Hello, Al Pitcher. Greetings, greetings. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Um, I'm all right. I once had a microphone that they taped to my forehead. You know those ones? No. No. In a, in a musical. What Wasn't musical, a musical were you in? A musical. <laughs> right. Yeah, I did uh, a thing called Steam Heat. <laughs> it sounds dirty. It sounds know, like a lot. not 40, get your mind out of there. <laughs> and then uh, basically what happened was I did it and um, then we watched the video and, and it was tap dancing, tap dancing, a musical. And I thought I was brilliant and then we looked at, we watched it back on video. Rubbish. I was out of sync. So probably not going to happen on Strictly for you then? Uh, I don't do that. So I've turned all that stuff down. See uh, Craig Revel Hallwood. Four? Ah, oh, theatre guy made. Something like that. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know, I heard I don't know a, any of the superstars on those programmes. I heard a clip of Bruce Forsyth losing his rag on last night, so I didn't see it. Really? Said, well, it was personal, wasn't it? You don't need to get personal, Craig. Well, it was personal, we don't need to do that. It's not a bad uh, impression, that. What am I not? Doddery. Do you know what, um, Al? Yeah? I had a chai tea latte this morning, and I didn't even check if you were having one. Um, what time was it? Uh, nine o'clock. Well, about the same time I had one. Oh. So, I don't know if it's going worldwide, but you need to kind of pick your own drinks, mate. Do you know what I had? I had a cup of tea because I'm a real man. Yeah, and a burger. Yeah. <laughs> a burger, burger to wash it down. Chai tea latte. It's taken five weeks, Al, for Matt to join a gym. We've had an email in from Archie in Toronto. Matt needs to just join the gym at the earliest opportunity. Waiting on friends to join with him to save money shifts the focus of his attention from self-improvement to irrelevance. I have Ooh. a gym membership. 
I joined the day after a charity event at work. Exercise is a very personal thing for me, and when I'm in the middle of a good workout, I couldn't care less about anyone else. It's a question of where his priorities lie, apparently not on his personal health. Excellent show as always. Shame about Chunky in the corner. Um, he doesn't say that. That makes it worse. That makes it worse because you said it. Well, that, I don't know about that guy. Seems pretty full on. He I'm needs talk- to just calm down. We're talking about saving twenty pounds a month. Really? Now, if Alvin Stardust or whatever his face is off the telly <laughs> did that thing about, oh, how can you save money? And he said, I can save you over £200 a year. People would say it's a no-brainer. Oh, what have you got to do? Just wait for some mates to join a gym. Do you exercise when you're on tour, Al? Um, I try to. Um, <laughs> I, I, I ponder the thought, but I'm walking around taking photos, so I look at that as an exercise. exercise. We had some good suggestions this week. I'm going to have to wrap this up. The music week are waiting. Um, Andy in Glasgow suggested from last week, your picture was someone doing a complete U-turn and someone had drawn yeah, a yeah, smiley yeah. face yeah. on it. Road to Nowhere, bullet for my Valentine. I like that. Uh, Big Mouth Strikes Again, I liked by the Smiths, because that was one of the few that picked up on the fact that there was a face on it. That one was nice. from uh, Lloyd from Cambridge. The one we've gone for is yeah. um, The Day we caught the train ocean colour scene quality clever that isn't oh, it nice. picked up nice. on the fact that the roads are ruined BBC BBC Six Music there we go that was this week's podcast I hope you enjoyed it there'll be another one next week next week my special guest will be the wonderful Adam Hills uh, it's taken a long time for us to get dates so that we can get him on it's finally happened so tune in for that one if you want to hear us live Sunday morning 10 o'clock if you want to email in any questions for Adam or challenges for Matt that kind of thing the email address is the same as it always is johnrichson.com you started music. calling me Matt this week. I noticed it in the show. Sorry. Do you want the 4D? Do you, do, you want, do you prefer 4D? I like, <laughs> I like it. It's just weird because you never call me Matt. No, I never call you Keith either. I just do that one week. All right, Keith. All right. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. Where's Matt? He's um, down the gym. <laughs> <laughs> now I know you're kidding. <laughs> it's time to reveal this week's pod jokes and then release you all into your lives. So, Shannon from Massachusetts. Oh, which one to headline with? Uh, yeah, we'll go in the order I read them before. I've got it wrong every week so far. What do you call a woman? Oh, what do you call someone? I've given a bit away. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Why don't I just go away and climb down a hole? Shannon from Massachusetts. What do you call someone who believes in looking at people in the toilet but doesn't believe in the rules of the government? Go on. Lucy Lawless. Yeah, that's good. I didn't get a laugh, though. Didn't oh. get a laugh. A chance for Paul Cox. Here we go. It's funny, isn't it? Just Cox. <laughs> what do you call a woman who gets a fresh batch of cows out of the freezer every day? Do you not get this on? No, I'm trying not to want... get it. I'm trying to enjoy the moment. Thora Heard. Oh, that is very good. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. You're yeah. not laughing. Because the thing is, I have to. When it's like that, Thora Heard, firstly, you see Thora Heard, and then you think, <laughs> oh, I've got to unpick the thing. So you Thor A Heard. Right. So. <laughs> I think it's time for something new. I'm getting too intense over it, you see. Let's have a little vote in the studio. Shall we have a new theme for the pod joke? No hands up. No well, hands up. Did, so it's the... Well, hang on. You didn't give a yes or no. Well, it's either hands up or willies out, isn't it? Those well, the two at ways the election, you don't just say, shall we have a government? <laughs> no, you and say... people which... just go, what? You just say, which one do you want? All so right, you'd then. have to give it a clear choice. Hands up if you want a different theme for the pod joke. Still no hands up. You guys are idiots. Just wasting my time. This is good. Um, well, why aren't you laughing at that? Robert then? Kilroy. I laughed at that. Oh, so I should have had... Right, well, next week, I'm going to forward all the pod jokes on to you. John, uh, can you email the pod jokes on? So this week, 4 is big judge, yeah. big, big pants. Give me some few changes, right? Yeah, and I'll laugh at him. 
Yeah, yeah you will, John. Okay, Keith. <laughs> um, thanks for downloading. I hope you've enjoyed it. Ended a bit aggressive there, didn't it? Um, but ultimately, injustice. <laughs> we'll see you again next week. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. See you. BBC Six Music Podcasts. If you like John Richardson, try the Adam and Joe podcast. Download for free at bbc.co.uk/slash six music.